Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Captain's Corner, brought to you by Mike Gray and Kobe Jerome of the Blue Ridge basketball team. We will be taking you through the ins and outs of the basketball season and also talking about other interesting sports topics um, throughout our podcast. Getting right into it now, the Barons have started off the season 9-3. and three. Mike, how do you think the season has been going so far? Um, I think the season has been going great. Um, the Barons actually have... Um, one win in a row right now, but we had three big losses. Um, two of those I did not plan. So how did you feel about those two first losses we took? Yeah, so we traveled down to Bethesda, Maryland um, to play in the More Than Basketball Holiday Invitational. And um, we started off strong. We played Tacoma Academy. Uh, I think we beat them by by 30, a 78-44, I believe the score was. And... Um, that was a good win, but then we knew it was going to be a tough one. Um, we knew we had to play really hard and to get the next win versus St. Benedict's Prep, a uh, great team from New Jersey. Um, they only have one loss. They're 6-1 and one on the season, and um, they have players who are signed Division One. and even though we have the same amount of talent, um, we knew we were just going to – with you got with, – with Derek Hurt and you out with the flu, we knew it was just going to be a rough one. We are going to have to battle, but um, – we really just didn't make shots. Uh, I believe we shot 10 for 43 on the night. We only made 10 baskets. So uh, when you only make 10 baskets, it's really hard to win. Yeah, that sounded like a tough one. But coming back off the break, we uh, went to Floyd, Virginia to play in the Chance Harmon Classic. Uh, our first game, we took a tough loss to Tees Valley from West Virginia, Huntington, West Virginia. Um, we got off to a slow start. They uh, made some great plays, and we actually bounced back the next night with a win over Victory Rock Prep where William Lee had 19 points, uh, Malik Brown had 11 points, and, yeah, we just came back strong um, and made big plays to win the second game. Definitely. I mean, you see that last game, uh, coaches, all the coaches have been emphasizing after our loss to Tees Valley how we just didn't look like we were having fun and we needed to play with some more swagger. I feel like we really showed that um, our last game versus Victory Rock. And you had 20 points and seven assists. Very impressive. And um, I feel like we all just had a great effort in that one. Um, but let's just talk about a little bit more about our loss to Tees Valley and how that made us really dig deep and think about how we want our season to go um, and lessons we've learned from that. Yeah, um, just playing more as a team. Uh, myself, I could have played better. Um, I had a good amount of turnovers. Um, but just playing more as a team, Malik Brown had a great game. He had 17 points. And he just he, Malik Brown has been strong for us all season and just making big plays for us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Coach Conway, one of our assistant coaches, um, always tells him to be a killer before games, before practices. Um, and yeah, I think he he's always been great for us the whole season, but he really started to show his true potential in that Tees Valley game and bringing it on to the next game in Victory Rock um, and showing his ability to score the ball also as he always rebounds it. Um, he's now averaging 10 points and six rebounds after that. Um, you know, Willie shooting the ball at a great clip, averaging 16.9 points per game. 
Um, in the summer, I know he worked extremely hard on the gun with Coach Cade, um, trying to just stay in that gym and just so he can prove what he has done all year so far. Yeah, that is a tough man to guard in practice. Definitely. Um, I definitely understand that. You know, in practice, try to guard him and you put a hand right in his face, jump. You know, he's still making it. It just kind of kills your spirit sometimes. But he's got to keep on going, you know. Just like in practice with Andy Nawako, um, one of our big men, um, who's actually only about 6'4", but um, plays the big man spot because he's so um, he's such a great athlete, gifted, um, great frame, and really strong. You know, Coach Toe, uh, another one of our assistant coaches, is always on him to be tougher, work harder, um, because he has the potential, the potential to be really dominant on the boards. Um, you see, in our last game at the Chance Harmon Classic, he posted one only one point, but I believe he had around eight rebounds, something like that. Yeah, um, but um, I find myself to be a good rebounder, but I'm not going down there with Andy. Andy yeah. is a, a man amongst boys down there. <laughs> Definitely. It's crazy what he could do. Um, he's now averaging six points per game and five rebounds per game for someone that's only 6'4". Um, that's really impressive to do what he does. Um, you know, Sasha Glishkov, another one of our big men, standing at about 6'11". Um, he's getting recruited by a wide variety of Division One schools right now, anywhere from James Madison University to Florida State. You see him in practice. You can see the potential where he really has um, shooting the ball, even though it doesn't. he hasn't really shown it in games. I believe that it's just a matter of confidence, and it will definitely come sooner rather than later. Um, you know, Coach Cade has been trying to get him to build a better base um, in practice by telling him to stay low, balanced, so he can just do the same things he does in the games. Yeah. Sasha is a great shooter in practice. We just need him to bring it over to the games. And just coach getting on him about his base is going to help him more in the post because Sasha is a, a real unicorn. I call him Chris Stapp sometimes just to let him know that that's what he could be. Definitely. You know, he's averaging six points per game, 5.3 rebounds per game. But if he really believes in himself, which we all do on the team, I, he could definitely boost that tremendously. I think even in our next game versus North Cross on Thursday, I could see him exploding, or even this weekend versus Lanstown, he's definitely explode. So let's get into those games and let's see where they stand and how we, we think we'll do against them. Yeah, we travel to Roanoke to play North Cross, who's posted a 5-2 and two record, and we travel down to Virginia Beast to play Lanstown, that's 6-6. Six and six. Can you tell me about some of those uh, teams and how their season is going? I can definitely do that. North Cross is 5-2. and two. They have lost to Carlisle, and they also lost to, I believe it was Zebulon B. Vance from Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, they are a bunch of football players. They work really hard considering they're football players, so they're going to be physical with us, you know, we haven't really scouted them that well, so I think that today in practice, coach is really going to be honest about different things. Like before we were supposed to play Eastern Mennonite, he was really trying to emphasize the closeout because they're shooters. Um, but obviously, it's going to be a different game plan versus North Cross. Um, we'll just see today in practice. And then with Lansdown this weekend, they're 6-6. Six and six. They lost to Trinity by two points. Um, Trinity has 
three exceptional players, um, Henry Coleman, A.J. Williams, and Burke Smith. Henry Coleman, he's committed to Duke about 6'8", great frame, and could do anything really, shoot it, pass it, dunks on everyone. Um, A.J. Williams, phenomenal shooter, um, getting recruited by some of the best ACC schools in the country, um, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, and they have another they also have another player, Burke Smith, um, about 6'8", getting recruited by some mid-major schools. That just shows you that Lansdown can compete with the best of them. Yeah, and uh, I'm really familiar with Henry Coleman and A.J. Williams. Uh, watching Henry Coleman during the summer play with Team Loaded, just he's a man amongst boys, too. It's just watching him, he just goes through the lane, dunks everything, just makes plays, and... Actually, our 15U year playing team loaded, me and A.J. Williams were on the same team. And that kid can just shoot the lights out. So I can see why Lansdown had a tough game against them. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have a work cutouts for us for sure these next two games. And I'm sure we'll do a great job in practice just trying to focus on how we're going to be able to defend and execute our offensive plays versus them. Because I know Coach Cade's very punctual with everything we do. Henry Coleman going to Duke, um, AJ Williams getting recruited by all these schools, and Burke Smith getting recruited by the, these schools. Um, speaking of college sports, um, the college football playoff began, and uh, where do you think these schools are going to come out on top? Um, actually, in my opinion, I had uh, Ohio State winning it, but they had a tough loss to Clemson, and I know you and one of our classmates had a bet on LSU versus Oklahoma, and how did that go? Yeah, it didn't really work out for me too well. Um, I had Jalen Hurts, you know, really wanted to see him succeed, considering what happened to him last year. Lost a starting spot at Oklahoma. To Even though Tua Tagovailoa is a great quarterback, I really just think that Jalen Hurts was going to get it done, and it was sad to see when Joe Burrow kind of took that away from him. Yeah. Um, Andrew Lemon hasn't been back in the studio yet, but he will be back to get his earnings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's bet me twice now. I've lost both times, so I don't think I'll be betting with him anymore. He's very good with his sports, and mm -hmm. it's been rough for me. Yeah, speaking of LSU, Joe Burrow, how do you feel about him winning the Heisman? Yeah, that's really interesting topic because... As a junior in high school, he sent a DM on Twitter to Dave Burke, who's a football scout, in hopes of getting attention because he wasn't really getting recruited by any high-level high schools. Um, he had zero offers as a junior in high school, and then he tried to figure out what camps he can go to and showcases so he can get looks from different schools. And after that, he started getting looks from some MAC schools and some low-level schools before landing an offer from Ohio State. Um, I just think that shows that kid has a lot of perseverance with him and just wants to really just work hard and show what he can do. So I think that after winning the Heisman, he went to the college football playoff versus Oklahoma and set six records in one half. Um, it's really unbelievable what he could do. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, I feel Chase Young should have won the Heisman. That kid is just a force on uh, the defensive end, getting back to the quarterback all the time. He set the record for most sacks in the game with two less games than anyone else that had done it. 
and just, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I can see where you say that, but the thing is, Joe Burrow is also going to be in the national championship. That's true. So it's tough when you see someone so talented breaking so many records and you can't give him the Heisman. So I just feel like he really deserved it. Yeah, and it also be sweet for Joe Burrow to win the national championship because Ohio State was the team that he was benched at, and they didn't make it. So it'll be good for him. Yeah, definitely. I think he'll do it. Yeah, who do you think you have Clemson or LSU? I have Clemson. Who Why? you got? I definitely have LSU. Yeah, I don't think LSU can do it. I think just the returners, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, he's going to get it done. He hasn't lost a game in college so far. And just Isaiah Simmons on the defensive end, man, just making plays all the time. Yeah, they really show a lot of veteran status. But Joe Burrow this year, um, he is phenomenal, Once as I've said before. But really, it's not just him. Their offensive line is ridiculous. Uh, watching them every game, I feel like Joe Burrow has at least eight seconds in the pocket every single game. It's really crazy. I might be exaggerating with eight seconds, but you might be. It, it's it's something like that. Mm, I don't think he has eight seconds. I just think he can make plays. I don't think he has eight seconds though. We'll see, but that line is ferocious. Yeah. I really want to see where he goes in the NFL. Um, but speaking of the NFL, how do you think the MVP race is going to go? Uh, right now, I have Lamar Jackson winning it, but I had Russell Wilson at first uh, making a big run for it. But after the Ravens beat the Seahawks, I don't think that he can get it. And Lamar Jackson's just had a stellar year. Yeah, he's been great all year. He broke Michael Vick's rushing record. Um, I think after that game where he broke it, he was at 1,103 rushing yards on the season, which is crazy to think about in one season. Um, his throws are all on target. Um, and obviously, as seen by the stats, if he can't find someone open, he's going to make a play himself. Yeah, it's crazy to think. Some some teams wanted him to come in and play a different position than quarterback, but that's their mistake. Definitely. Who do you think is going to make the NFC championship? Uh, I got the 49ers, and I got the 49ers because of J Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like he's had a great season. And on the defensive end, I feel like I've got Nick Bosa coming in making big plays all the time, leading that defense. Also, Richard Sherman, he's just he's rejuvenated his career after tearing his Achilles and with the Seahawks. Yeah, the 49ers are good. They're all right. But I think they're definitely going to lose to the Seahawks in the NFC, champion, uh, yeah, NFC Championship. Uh, I don't think so. I think Nick Bosa bringing that pressure is going to get back to Russell Wilson and just make that a hard day. Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks, though, on the other hand, they have a great defense with Bobby Wagner, Davion Clowney. Um, they're just going to get they're going to get after uh, Jimmy Garoppolo all day. And I don't think I don't see um, him being able to respond to that pressure. And on the offensive end, they have Russell Wilson, who also was also in the MVP race, just like Lamar, just like Lamar. He can scramble if he can't make a throw, 
but he could also one of his best things that he could do why he's so valuable is that he can throw on the run mm-hmm. um like even if he can even even if he can get out of the pocket he won't even have to scramble he can just make a throw cross body or he'll just make a play no matter what and um not just him he now has Marshawn Lynch beast mode back on a team um at coming out of retirement just for the playoffs man really missed that guy but <laughs> Who do you have one in the AFC? I got the Ravens. I don't see how they could lose. Uh, they've beaten so many great teams this year, um, even when they were doubted. Um, Lamar Jackson, just as we talked about before, all the same great qualities he has. Um, he's been making it impossible for teams to defend their offense. I think there is one, one stretch where they only – had to punt the ball twice in a span of two games. Wow. But for my AFC prediction is the Ravens. But, man, did you see the Titans play against I the did. Patriots? I did watch the Titans-Patriots game. I, I believe we were watching that in the hotel. Um, at the Chance Harmon Classic. At the Chance Harmon Classic, yeah. Um, yeah. So mixed emotions I think there. the Titans can really give the Ravens a run because Derrick Henry is on another level right now. And just the way Ryan Tannehill is throwing the ball, yeah, I think it's going to be tough for the Ravens this next game. Yeah, I hope you're wrong, but maybe. Hey, they took the go down, so we don't know. I'm definitely going to take the Ravens. Um, But who do you have, Ravens versus 49ers? Who do you have winning? I have the 49ers winning. Even though I want to see Lamar Jackson win. I think the 49ers' defense is going to get it done, and I think their offense is good enough to get it. I, I don't think so. I mean, I have, I have the 49ers losing to the Seahawks, so I definitely don't think that they're going to win the whole thing. Nah, I don't think they'll lose to the Seahawks, and I think they'll get it all. Why? I just think the team is led by Richard Sherman on that defense, and he's uh, won a Super Bowl already. He just knows how to get it done, so I don't think really – there's going to be anyone to stop them from winning it. The Seahawks have some very high, high-level players. I mean, who's been in situations like this before? You know, Russell Wilson, been in the Super Bowl before. Marshawn Lynch now adding another veteran, been in the Super Bowl before, um, and they're back to get their revenge from their last loss to the Patriots in the last Super Bowl they were in. Um, and adding great defensive players like Bobby Wagner and Jadavion Clowney, they're just going to be unstoppable. But at the same time. I'm going to take the Ravens to beat them. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Captain's Corner. Um, Hope to see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you.